1: <laughs> the Pet Milk Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The first evaporated milk, Pet Milk, presents Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Cliff Marquette, Patter McVeigh, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Bill Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Hutto with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Every month, dozens and dozens of recipes are tested in the famous pet milk kitchens. And out of them all, one is chosen as the recipe of the month. And that's one recipe you don't want to miss. The October recipe of the month is for party peach pie. And I get hungry just thinking about it. Just imagine a nice, crisp, graham cracker crumb crust. A crust that really behaves when you cut it and the kind of creamy, smooth, delicious-to-eat filling you can make only with pet-evaporated milk. Then, on top of that wonderful pet milk custard filling, golden slices of California cling peaches. Oh, talk about a beautiful pie. This is it. And boy, does it hit the spot. You'll see party peach pie featured at your grocer's in a color photograph on handy take-home recipe folders right with the pet milk. Be sure to get the recipe, get some pet milk, and cling peaches... And make party peach pie soon. Remember, it's a pet milk Mary Lee Taylor recipe, so you know you can depend on it. When the parents of Teenie, the little girl down the street, went away for a few days, they left her with the McGee's at 79 West Vista. This morning, she awoke with a slight swelling in one cheek. It doesn't bother Teeny in the least, but it has completely shattered the sensitive nerves of the weaker member of Fibber McGee and Molly.
2: My gosh, Molly, this is awful. It's terrible. When I think of the suffering of that brave little child, I just come apart like a camp stool under a fat lady. <laughs>
3: Now, don't get so excited, dearie. Teeny isn't suffering. She's tickled to death that she's going to have her breakfast in bed. Mm-hmm.
2: That poor little kid with her face all swollen up.
3: Oh, relax, lover. I've already called Dr. Gamble, and he should be here any minute. Ah, uh, Doc
2: Gamble. What a big help he'll be. That over-padded pulse pincher couldn't cure a raw ham and a smoke-out.
3: <laughs> now, McGee, he's a fine doctor.
2: Ah, uh, ta I'll go in and cheer the poor kid up. Lying there on her bed of pain, silently suffering while... Hi, he...
4: mister. Hi. did hey, you bring my breakfast? And did you my breakfast? I'm hungry.
2: Well, Mrs. McGee's fixing it, sis. How are you feeling?
4: Well, oh, I feel wonderful, I bet you. I'm starving.
2: Oh, well, now, you, you mustn't worry just because your face is swollen up a little. You be brave, like a little soldier.
4: Oh, boy, I love soldiers. Huh? love soldiers. Willie Chooks' cousin is a private first class, and he looks terrific in his uniform with the seven stripes on it.
2: (laughs) Now, wait a minute, sis. A private first class only has one stripe on his uniform.
4: Well, he only had one at first, and then he sat on a bench in the park that had just been painted.
2: (laughs) Oh, he did, eh?
4: So he had one stripe on his sleeve and six more on his... Hmm? (laughs) Hmm?
2: I says he did, eh? Did what? Sat on a bench that had just been painted. Where? In the park. Who? Willie really through is death. I castle. know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sis, just just don't excite yourself. You just relax and I'll go see you about your breakfast. Them eggs ready yet, Molly?
3: Well, almost, dearie. How's little teeny? Oh,
2: what a brave little kid. Claims the and don't hurt at all. You ought to see how sweet and angelic she looks. Sort of like that baby picture we got of me.
5: Oh.
3: Do you by any chance mean the one where you're lying face down on the rug? No, no, not that one.
2: This is the one with the curls I was thinking about. Where I'm holding the kitten by the scruff of the neck. I ain't sure the one where I'm lying face down on the rug is me at all. Not you, dearie? No, you know, the story got around back in Peoria that the photographer saved uh, money by just taking a picture of one baby and selling copies of it to everybody in town. <laughs> Face down on a rug, you can't tell the difference.
3: Well, Teeny's breakfast is ready. Oh, that's probably Dr. Gamble. Shall I let him in?
2: No, you feed Teenie. I want a word with the good doctor. All
3: right,
2: dear. Well, so you finally got here, danglepot. Yes, I'm here. And I appreciate
6: the charm and warmth of your greeting,
2: Flap Lip. Well, where you been? Oh, I know it ain't easy for a fellow built like you to move fast unless there's a forest fire and a strong tailwind behind him. But I just like Look, look, Mudhead. Molly assured me that Teeny's ailment was a minor one, so I took care of Mrs. Logan's baby first. I didn't know the Logans had a kid. They have now. Ooh! <laughs> I bet you soaked them plenty for the job, too. Well, the child weighed five pounds, and I delivered it for $25. Huh? In other words, $5 a pound. <laughs> I defy you to equal that price at any market. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't stand here gabbing, Gabby. That kid needs a doctor. You're the only one around, so come on. Coming, Mother. <laughs> Hi, Dr.
4: Gamble. Hi.
6: Well, hello, Teenie. Molly.
3: Hello, Doctor.
6: Well, Teeny, having breakfast, huh? You can't be such
2: a... Huh? Oh. You can't be such a sick little girl. How do you feel?
3: Oh, real
4: full now.
2: Good, good. Now, let's take a look at that swelling. Now, you be gentle with her, Doc. She ain't grown up like I and you. Look who thinks he's grown up.
5: <laughs>
2: now, open your mouth now, Teenie. That's it. Say, ah. Ah. Good. Well, that's very simple.
3: Well, what is it, Doc? Yeah, what is it,
2: Doc? Is it serious? What is it, Doc? What is no, it? it's simply a loose baby tooth that's caused a little swelling. Oh. I'll make an appointment for Teeny to see a dentist this afternoon. He'll flip it out in no time.
3: Oh,
4: a dentist? I don't want to go to the dentist, Dr. Gamble. No, now, no, no, no! To...
2: Don't you worry about a thing, Teeny. Old Uncle Fibber won't let him hurt you.
4: Yeah, but gee, Willie Chooks went to the dentist last week, and he hoared like everything, and they had to pull Willie's from tooth out out of the dentist's
3: leg. Well,
2: you're not a crybaby like Willie Tubes.
3: No, and another thing, Teeny, you can bring the tooth home and put it under the pillow. Yeah. And while you're asleep, the good fairies will take it and leave a dime in its place. Yes,
2: sir. You bet they will, sis. You see, baby teeth are made out of ivory, and the good fairies use them for pool balls at the Good Fairies Elks Club. <laughs> They'll leave you a diamond. You can put the diamond... Yeah, but
4: Willie Toops' is good fairies always leave a quarter, I betcha.
2: oh <laughs> Well, our good fairies are no pikers, too, either. Why, George, they'll leave a quarter, too. Oh,
4: gee, a quarter for a toop. You betcha. Hey, could you have the dentist pull all my teeth? I want to buy some roller skates. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> ah, what a brave little kid. Trip to the dentist staring her in the mouth. And look, Teeny, Uncle Pepper will buy you some roller skates. Well, oh, isn't that sweet? Yes, sir. You are you're our little girl today, Teeny. And any little kid that she's facing a trip to the dentist that if it was me, you'd have to drag me down there. I'm gonna devote my whole day to keeping you happy. You can have anything you want.
4: Gee, anything, mister? Anything
2: at all. Name it and you can have it.
4: Oh, boy, what a day this is gonna oh, be. <laughs> well, I want skates. Uh And comic books, Uh and a box of crayons, Uh and a new dolly, Uh and an ice cream cone, and a radio. (laughs)
1: Billy Mills in the orchestra, and the world is waiting for the sunrise.
2: Yeah, that's right, Kramer. A box of crayons, six comic books, and a double-decker ice cream cone. Yeah, double-decker, raspberry, and potassium. Oh. What? Well, send out and get some potassium. My gosh, this is an emergency.
3: Is that Kramer's drugstore, dearie? Well,
2: Kramer's so-called drugstore, yeah. How well, any guy that calls himself a druggist don't handle potassium ice cream. It's ridiculous.
3: <laughs> that
2: brave little child lying in there suffering without a word. Except to ask for something, maybe every five minutes, and... <laughs>
3: she anyway, she's not worried about the dentist, is she? Well,
2: she would be, only for me. I've been in that bedroom entertaining her for the past two hours while you were at the grocery. I only come out of there once. Just long enough to get her last week's funny papers, put a new string on the yo-yo, and bring her a piece of pie.
3: Say, I was saving that apple pie for your dinner, but if you don't mind... Oh, she
2: didn't want apple pie. She wanted coconut custard. So I had to run down to Walt's Mall shop for it.
3: Well, heavenly days, I hope she enjoyed it.
2: Didn't need it Wrong size coconut on it <laughs> Poor little kid She don't know what she wants With that trip to the dentist staring her own face Oh, the
3: stop worrying, McGee Sheenie's cr- little tooth Is so loose All the dentist has to do Is look at it And it'll fall out Yeah, and
2: all that dentist Has to do is look at me And all my teeth will fall out
3: <laughs> She's the
2: bravest little kid I Well, have.
3: now you're sweet To keep her amused, dearie yeah. What'd you do? Tell her some stories, huh?
2: Oh, better than that I'd done the whole vaudeville act that I and a Fred Nitney, the guy that me and him had an act together from Starved Rock, Illinois, done in vaudeville.
3: I've heard you mention vaudeville.
2: Yes, sir. I gave her the whole thing, all except the finish. I couldn't do the finish because I didn't have all my props. I see. I was short a bicycle, an oil painting of President McKinley, a Roman candle, a blowtorch, two plaster of Paris models of the Statue of Liberty, a Rhode Island red rooster, a white powder pigeon, and a blue-bellied wood
3: duck. you do with all those things in vaudeville?
2: Well. <laughs> Fred rode out on the stage on the bicycle with me sitting on his shoulders, the oil painting of President McKinley propped on the handlebars and the Roman candle in his mouth. I lit the Roman candle with the blowtorch, and as it went off, I juggled the two models of the Statue of Liberty, sang three cheers for the red, white, and blue, opened the bird cage, which was hung around my neck, and let loose the Rhode Island red rooster, the white powder pigeon, and the blue-bellied wood duck. <laughs> Caused quite a bit of comment.
5: <laughs>
2: Any of it fits to print. <laughs> no. Anyhow, I've done the rest of my act for Tini, including all the jokes. Well, did she enjoy the entertainment? Oh, that's hard to say. I, I didn't want to wake her up. Just ask. <laughs> Kid her age do to appreciate adult entertainment. Oh, hey, did La Trivia phone yet? The
3: mayor, not yeah. that I know of. Were you expecting him I to... promised
2: Teeny we'd drive her to the dentist in a squad car. What? With a siren. Oh sure. I called La Trivia's office, but he was out and they maybe this is him now. Come in. Oh, hi,
3: old timer. Hello there, kids. Hi, daughter. Hi, Johnny. Mr. Oldtimer, how
7: are you? I than a bird dog, daughter. Not quite as shaggy today. Yeah? Got up early this morning and went out for a haircut. Is that so? I usually cut my hair in the house, but it was such a fine day I went out and cut it in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> you must
2: be used a lawnmower from the looks of it. Well, I got problems here, Oldtimer. We got to take Tina to the dentist at three o'clock.
7: No, I love dentists, kid. Yeah? Never go near myself, but I just Mr. love...
4: Mr. McGee, hey, Mr. McGee, I'm away. Now.
2: Oh, that poor little kid. Well, I better get in there before she starts worrying about the dentist.
7: And... I'll go cheer up, Johnny. I'll entertain her. I'll tell her about when I was a gold miner up in Alaska. You
2: stay right where you darn are. <laughs> I'll go entertain, Teenie. If you want to entertain somebody, entertain Molly. Thanks, friend.
7: <laughs> well, sir, speaking of Alaska, daughter, them was the days. I lived up there amongst the Eskimos with my partner, a fellow called No-Nose Nelson account if he didn't have no nose. My goodness,
3: did he lose it in the
7: fight? No, daughter. He kissed them Eskimo girls by rubbing your nose against theirs, and Nelson was mighty affectionate. Well, that's
3: all very interesting. Never will forget
7: the day we heard about a new gold field out there. Off we went in our dog sled, pulled by eight huskies and a Pekingese.
3: (laughs) Speaking could he pull a sled?
7: Couldn't pull worth a darn, but he sure give the other dogs a lot of laughs.
3: <laughs> uh, the very first day we dug out 140 pounds of pure goldie. 140 pounds of pure gold, you mean? Goldie,
7: daughter. Dance hall hostess and pure as a driven snow. <laughs> In fact, it was out of a snowbank that we dug her. She fell off a Saturday night sled from Dawson and me and No-Nose flipped a coin... Am I boring you with this yarn, daughter? Oh,
3: no, no, not at all, Mr. Oldtimer.
7: Well, you're lucky. I find it a very dull story myself. So
3: long. Oh, don't go
5: away.
2: Hey, Molly, give me a hand quick, will you? I need a pan of hot water, a roll of bandages, and a bottle of Mercuricrone. Oh,
3: well, what's the matter with little now? Nothing, I'm just
2: keeping her amused, that's all. I was showing her my old army razor, and she wants to watch me shave with it, and if I shave with that army razor, I'll need plenty of bandages in the
3: bottle. Hello,
2: Molly. Hiya, pal. Oh, hello, (laughs) Hilo. Hello, Mr.
3: Wilcox. Say, were you ever a gold miner in Alaska? Uh, no. Well, then you can stay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, but I can't stay long, Molly. I just dropped by to tell your boyfriend here about a petition that's been drawn up at the golf club to keep an undesirable element off the course. Oh, you want me to
2: sign it? No, you don't have to sign it. You're it. (laughs) Oh, undesirable, am I? I ain't even played on that course for a month.
3: Why, you were out there last week, dearie? No, I
2: didn't play on the course. I was in the woods the whole time.
3: (laughs) Well,
2: I've got news for you, pal. You're not out of the woods yet. Well, them guys don't scare me, none. (laughs) Say, how did you... How
3: did you happen to see this petition, Mr. Wilcox?
2: Well, sir, I
1: was down at Walt's malt shop for a cup of coffee, Molly, and Walt ran out of pet milk.
3: Well, that's terrible.
2: Certainly it's terrible. All I've done for that golf course through the years... It
1: was a a pretty critical situation, Molly, because all those coffee lovers insist on pet evaporated
2: milk. Because pet gives their coffee that rich, satisfying flavor. I've cut more weeds on that course of course, with my mashes than the groundkeepers do with a power more. And pet gives it that beautiful creamy color that's part of the delights of a good cup of Java. Do you
3: have a chance to see the names on that petition? No,
1: but I) <laughs> <laughs> But I told Walt to hold it, and I'd run over to the grocery store and pick up a case of pet for him, before he started losing business, you see, because Walt's customers are pretty discriminating, and if they can't have pet in their coffee, they
2: pout. I got as much right in the woods around that golf course as anybody. (laughs) I'd rather play in the woods anyway. you meet a much better class of people out there. But, Molly, I saved the day. When I rushed back in there
1: with all those happy cans of pet evaporated milk, that good sweet country milk made double rich by evaporation, that delicious last touch to a good cup of coffee, all those pet milk fans were so delighted... Hey, 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 hey.
2: hey. hey, hey. Look, Milky. Yes, pal. One question, Hilo. Did you sign that petition?
1: Let me ask you a question first. Do you remember the day you were playing golf behind me? You drove your ball without a word of warning and hit me on the head. Yes. What should you have said before you drove that ball? Four. That's how many times I signed the petition. Four.
2: Go <laughs> on, <Ted>. Four. Why, <laughs> guy? He's got news for me. Well, I got a little news for him, too. That petition wound up yesterday with Ole at the Elks Club, and he sold it to me for three bucks, and I burned it. <laughs>
3: Mr. Wilcox was just
2: kidding, anyway, dearie. Well, it's about time you got here, Latrivia. Hello, Molly.
3: Hello, Mr. Mayor. Is
2: this the way the mayor of this town treats a frantic call from a taxpayer that I left word I got an emergency? And knowing your idea of an emergency,
1: McGee, I rushed over here as fast as I could uh-huh. after a leisurely lunch, a workout on the handball court, and a shoe shine. What's the problem? <laughs>
3: Well, it's teeny, Mr. Mayor. The youngster down the street, we have to take it to the dentist at 3 o'clock. And I promised
2: her a ride in a squad car with a siren.
6: Well, aren't you sweet?
2: (laughs) I think so. The way I look at it, nothing's too much trouble for me to ask somebody for when the happiness of a little child is at stake. You bring a squad car with you? No, but I have my own official car outside. Oh, that's wonderful, Mr. Mayor. Yeah, that the car the city gave you? The one that you had to drape a dead moose over the side of it when you took that trip to Yosemite to cover up where it says for official use only. A oh. uh, man Latrivian never did a thing
3: like that.
2: Well, somebody did it. I read about it in the paper. I think. Think is a rather
1: extravagant word for the clanking grinding processes that go on between your generous
2: ears, McGee. Oh, well, thanks, boy. You're not just saying that because you admire me. But, hey, we're due at that dentist at 3 o'clock. What time is it? 2.30. Oh, my gosh, 2.30. we got to leave right now. Where's my coat?
3: On the bridge land.
2: I got it. Come on, kiddo. Let's go. Hurry up.
3: but McGee, you haven't... Now,
2: don't waste time talking, Tootsie. This is an emergency. Come on, let's the Out. You will stop pushing me. Okay, we're out. Now, where's your car, Latrivia? Siri,
3: haven't you forgotten something? Not
2: me. It's Latrivia that's holding us up. we got to get that poor kid to the dentist.
3: I know, but where is the poor kid?
2: Oh, my gosh. I forgot the poor kid. You <laughs>
3: here,
6: The King's Man and Oklahoma. Oh, 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 Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. Where the wind We know we belong to the land, and the land we belong to is grand. So when we say Eo, when how we love to say Eo, we're only saying you're doing fine, Oklahoma. Oh what a beautiful, state. oh what a beautiful, brand new state. Yep, fine big state. Yep, gonna treat you great. Yes sir That's what I said. Yep. There's Enid and Johnny Tulsa. Do I remember Tulsa? Wow. Don't forget the Muskogee. What a jail. Now there's a gal in uh, Pottawatomie. Hey, she was kind of pretty. Hey, how about that gal in Oklahoma City? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Oklahoma, where the land is waiting there for me to give me onions on the table, carrots and potatoes.
4: Right here Gee, Mr. McGee You're awful nice To little
3: children You're wonderful, I betcha Well,
2: you're a brave little kid, sis And you're going to have A swell time at the dentist
3: He's having movies for you You know, Tini Betcha And that ain't
2: all either I'm going to Oh, say, wait a minute I want to stop at the cigar stand here Get some cigars
3: I'll wait by the elevators I love to watch the elevators Go up and down Okay,
2: Tini You wait there Doggone it Where's the clerk here?
3: Must be the man down the line there Talking to the Hey, you
2: How about some service here? Just a minute, Mabel. Some jerk. Yo, good afternoon, sir. You called?
3: Yes, we're in a hurry, sir. Do you run this place?
2: Well, how did you ever guess that?
3: She's a mind reader, buster. Yes, it just came to me, sir. Yeah. I guess I must be Claire Voyant.
2: Well, I'm happy to know you, Claire.
3: <laughs> and
2: this must be Mr. Voyant, eh? No, I'm not Mr. Voyant. I'm Mr. McGee. And I want some... Oh, I'm sorry, sir. You'll have to wait your turn. Huh? Miss Voyant was here first. What can I do for you, baby?
3: You can stop calling me baby and wait on us. We're going to the dentist and my husband is fidgety.
2: Well, isn't that interesting? Is he one of the Alabama fidgeties? Because I went to school in Alabama and I never heard of him. No, 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 no. Cut it out, will you, bud? Doggone so it, I'm in a hurry, and I want... Kindly to... mind your own business, sir. Huh? Mrs. Fidgety and I are discussing her husband. <laughs> Mrs. Fidgety was a voyant before her marriage. Right, Claire? <laughs>
3: For goodness sakes, no.
2: Look, our name is McGee. We're married. She's my wife. Do I make that clear? Claire, this masher's talking to you. <laughs>
3: Oh, my name isn't Claire. My name is Molly. Now, let's forget it. Look,
2: Buster, I want a good cigar. Understand? Something in a nice Claire Havana. Not too strong and not too much. <laughs> Light wrapper, good clean aroma, and one that don't bite in two too easy, too. <laughs> Here. Here's a nickel. Oh, you dreamer, you. Here's a quarter and take your business down the street. Oh, come on. Let's get to the dentist, Molly. <laughs>
3: The doctor will be here in a minute now, Teenie, so don't you worry about a thing. No,
2: sir, we're going to have fun today, Teenie.
3: <laughs> you won't even know that little tooth. Oh, hello there, Dr. Durkin.
2: Hello, Mrs. McGee. Well, I'm ready for the little patient. Oh, this is her, Doc. Is everything here that I ordered? Oh, yes, everything's ready, McGee. Good. Now, uh, you just sit here in the chair, young lady. That's it.
5: <laughs>
2: All right, send in the organ grinder. <laughs> Well, start the movie projector, Eddie. <laughs> I studied twelve years for
6: this.
4: <laughs>
6: All right, Teeny. Open your mouth now. Now, where is this loose tooth?
4: Oh, I left it at home. Oh
6: <laughs>
4: you mean it, out? Sure. Huh? It came out this morning in the potato ice cream, oh. Mr.
1: River and Molly return in a moment. You housewives are really smart. In these days of high prices, you could so easily go down the line in your grocery store and without thinking too much about quality, simply pick the items that cost the least. But you're smarter than that. You know that pet evaporated milk costs less generally than bottled milk or any other form of milk. But economy isn't the number one reason you reach for pet milk. The well-being and happiness of your family come first. And you know that with pet milk, you can make everyday family foods more nourishing and more delicious. Because pet milk is good, sweet country milk concentrated to double richness. You also know you can use pet milk for just about all your milk and cream needs. Use it for coffee cream or even whipping cream. And that's quite a convenience as well as a big saving. So to sum it all up, you get pet milk because for so very little, you get so very much. That's what I call being smart. And my hat's off to you. Keep reaching for pet milk. (laughs)
3: finally went to sleep, McGee. So talk softly. She's had quite a day. Mm. Must have been an expensive day for you. Mm. But that's a wonderful trait, you know, fondness for children. Mother's proud of you. <laughs> oh,
4: Mr. McGee,
3: can I have a drink of water again? Go to sleep!
2: McGee. Well, good night.
3: Good night, all. <laughs>
1: When a famous movie star comes to town, there's usually lots of excitement. But young wife Sally Carter finds that one the visiting movie stars an old acquaintance of husband Jim's, anything can happen and does in the story of the week on Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor program next Saturday morning. The second big feature is the Pet Milk recipe of the week for macaroni and cheese bake, a new and easy way to make a favorite meatless main dish extra good and extra nourishing. For good listening next Saturday and every Saturday morning, Turn your dial to NBC for Pet Milk's Mary Lee
6: Taylor. Next, it's Big Town, then Playhouse on Broadway on NBC.